Hello everyone, Happy Easter and welcome to the Lighthouse Church Sermon Broadcast. The title of today's message is, It's Not Over. The day Jesus was crucified was a truly dark day. Literally, emotionally and spiritually. Literally, darkness came over the land of Israel. Luke chapter 23 verses 44 and 45. I will read all texts from the New International Version. It was now about noon and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon for the sun stopped shining. Now, we don't know how this happened, but everything went dark for three hours that afternoon as Jesus hung on the cross in agony. Emotionally, the darkness must have felt so appropriate for Jesus' disciples. Their master, their hero, the one who had ignited such glorious hope in their hearts, the light of the world and the light of their lives, was dying a slow, agonizing death in front of their eyes. Perhaps that darkness was God's kindness They couldn't properly see the full agony of Jesus. And spiritually, it was also a time of great darkness. Luke chapter 22, verses 52 and 53. This is written, recording the time when Jesus was arrested. Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers of the temple guard and the elders who had come for him, Am I leading a rebellion that you come with swords and clubs? Every day I was with you in the temple courts, and you did not lay a hand on me. But this is your hour when darkness reigns. At that time, a fierce spiritual battle was being waged against Jesus as he prepared to take on the sin of the world. The forces of darkness seemed to be winning as Jesus was betrayed, wrongfully arrested, unjustly convicted, and finally executed in spite of his innocence. By the end of that Friday, the disciples must have felt shattered. Their glorious time with Jesus had come to the most horrible end. Perhaps they kept remembering Jesus' words on the cross, It is finished, recorded in John chapter 19 and verse 30. It was finished. Their Lord was dead. It was over. The next day, the Sabbath day, it must have been such a difficult day. They would have rested according to the Sabbath laws. They would have tried to worship, but their hearts would have been so heavy. Three glorious years of being discipled by the greatest master had come to a an abrupt and traumatic end. What would they do now? Go back to their old jobs? Surely this was not supposed to end like this. But it had. It was over. Then, on Sunday, they heard some crazy stories from some of the women in their group. The tomb was empty. The body was gone. An angel had said that Jesus is alive. 
One of them was sure that she had seen Jesus alive and well. Then Jesus came to them. He was alive. He had defeated death. It was not over. In fact, it was just the beginning. Jesus had successfully completed his mission. He'd revealed the Father, paid the price to redeem mankind's sin, and defeated death. Now the church age could begin. Jesus would build his church, and his disciples would make disciples of all nations. Let's rewind history a little bit and look at something that happened a little while before those days that we now celebrate as Easter. I believe it will help us with our understanding of this. Three special friends of Jesus lived in a town called Bethany. There were Lazarus, Mary and Martha. John chapter 11, the first four verses. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it's for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. I think most people who heard those words must have thought, fantastic! Jesus will now go to Bethany and heal Lazarus. Lazarus will not die. I would have been so excited to see what Jesus was going to do next. But do you know what he did next? Nothing. He stayed where he was for two days. John chapter 11. Verses 5 to 7. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. While Jesus was staying where he was, Lazarus died. And Jesus knew this. He deliberately waited for Lazarus to die before going to Bethany. Let's pick the story up in verse 11. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Jesus had promised, this sickness will not end in death. And then Lazarus died. I'm sure the disciples must have been confused. In Bethany, after four days in a tomb, everybody must have thought that it was over for Lazarus. But it was not over. Jesus came and he raised Lazarus from the dead. The sickness did not end in death, but in resurrection. Now, before he raised Lazarus from the dead, 
Jesus said some incredible words to Martha. John chapter 11 verses 25 and 26. I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. These are such powerful words. We will all die. But if we believe in Jesus, we will live again. This time forever. For those who believe in Jesus, it's not over when we die. Now let's fast forward to today. We are now living in what some people call the church age. This is the time when disciples of Jesus help others to become disciples of Jesus. We're obeying that final command that Jesus gave to his disciples. It's recorded in Matthew chapter 28 from verse 18 to 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. This is a truly exciting age to be living in. We are seeing people find faith, follow Jesus, experience transformation, becoming more and more like Jesus. We are seeing disciples being made in the most hostile nations. Jesus is building his church. But it's also a difficult age to live in. While some people are finding and following Jesus, others are rejecting Jesus, even persecuting his church. While we are enjoying God's work in us and through us, we are also living in a world where godliness is often rejected and godlessness is often celebrated. Now, Jesus warned his disciples that trouble and persecution would come. Listen to his words, John chapter 16 and verse 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. The early church experienced trouble, a lot of trouble, and the church still experiences trouble, a lot of trouble. But all through the age, the church can have peace in our times of trouble. All through the age, we can draw strength from our knowledge that Jesus has overcome the world. In the book of Revelation, John recorded some amazing visions that God had given him regarding the end of the age. Things get really intense as the final battles between darkness and light are waged. Some of the visions are quite frightening. Some people will lose their freedom. Some will die for Jesus. Revelation chapter 13 and verse 10 records this chilling statement. If anyone is to go into captivity, 
into captivity they will go. If anyone is to be killed with the sword, with the sword they will be killed. This calls for patient endurance and faithfulness on the part of God's people. So this is an age of trouble and persecution. Some will lose their freedom for Christ. Some will lose their lives for Him. In these situations, it may look like it's all over. But friends, it's not all over. The end of this age is going to be glorious. Revelation chapter 21, the first four verses. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. So here's the lesson, friends. Jesus does not promise his disciples an easy time. He warns us that we will have trouble. Sometimes we may feel like the disciples on Good Friday. Days are dark. We feel defeated. We may feel like it's all over. Sometimes we may feel like Mary and Martha. What we had hoped for and prayed for did not happen. And what we had feared did happen. We may feel like it's all over. Sometimes we may experience ridicule, rejection, even persecution. We may feel like the devil is winning or even like he's won. We may feel like it's over. But it's not over until Jesus says it's over. The crucifixion was not the end. Lazarus' death was not the end. Persecution and martyrdom are not the end. Resurrection is the end. Death will be destroyed. Eternal life with Jesus is the end. So, next time you feel like it's Good Friday, remember, Sunday's coming. It's not over. Now, before I close, I need to speak to anyone who's hearing, listening to this and wondering, does this apply to me? Can I be assured of a resurrection into eternal life with Jesus? Let me answer that question by rereading one of our texts. John chapter 11, verses 25 and 26. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. 
And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. If you believe in Jesus, that he is the Lord and the Savior that he said he is, then you can be assured of this glorious hope. The Apostle Paul put it this way, Romans chapter 10 and verse 9. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Let's believe. Let's declare Jesus is Lord. And let's live our lives with an eternal confidence. It's not over. Eternal glory lies ahead. Amen.